you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Third and eight, Allen remains as the single setback. Jermaine Lewis, 84, is in the slot as a third receiver. Cowboys come with four. Carr with time. Complete down to the five. Diving for the end zone. Touchdown, Billy Miller. Are you kidding me? This is a moment they will never forget. (laughs) Coach celebrates, owner celebrates. Quarterback, I don't think he's come back down to the turf yet. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. See, that's nice to hear David Carr. Former first overall draft pick, 2003 Houston Texans, slinging it like only he could. That's right. That's how it goes. See, when you when you do nice things like show up in Studio 66, oh, okay. you get rewarded for it. With that, soon you'll be rewarded with your jersey hanging in the digital wall of fame. Hi and hello and welcome Can't to wait. the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are, and I hope all's well with you. Guy seated to my immediate left, the aforementioned one, David Carr. What's happening, fella? I feel fantastic. Thank do you? you? Yeah. You had a good time with the family last week? We did. They yeah. came in to, yeah, they, they, Culver to they, hang? Yeah, they don't usually do that. But I was out here for uh, four days because we had the you know the summit, and then we had I did three days on, on in the studio. So they just showed up, went really? to lunch, went to the beach. It was fun. Mom and dad and the whole gang. Yeah, they were all here. It was really fun. Derek. Derek didn't. Derek came to uh, to see us this weekend, but he did not come to Culver to hang out. Um, I'm frankly a little wounded that uh, Mama and Papa Carr didn't uh, to carve out 20 minutes with uh, well, Damashek. Well, what happened was today... Rogue of the car family. I was having a conversation with my brothers earlier today, and uh, they had mentioned coming into the studio oh. at some point. What? A, what, what listen, Together. I, I'd love to... I let you know I want the, the car brothers gathered round in Studio 66, but I'd also like 
if I had to choose, I want you and me. Okay. And I love this idea. I think it would be so fun, especially now with your brother being an upcoming star on Hard Knocks. I know, right? How excited is he, by the way, about that? What did he say about it? He likes it. He's, a, you know, he's the guy with the sleeveless hoodie, though, mm-hmm. you know, and the guns out and like. He likes that. What does he think he's going to get out? Does he think endorsement deals are plenty? He doesn't care about that. Honestly, this is the feeling that I get around these guys. Watching them practice, hanging out with some of these dudes. They think they have a really good team, and they are mad that people don't believe them. Well, there's not really any reason to believe them yet, right? In that's reality. Right. That's fair, but good. That's what, I mean. But that's what would, they want. They want to show off to the world. That's what they're, that's their I mean, we've just, you and me and everybody else on this show has discussed ad nauseum, the weird... Uh, paradox of the greatest physical specimens that walk the the planet Earth, saying no one believes in them it's, it's, as a motivational factor. So this is perfect Literally for the Raiders. No one believes in them. Right, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Literally everyone believes in you, and you also believe in you, but no one believes at the same time. For real, does it, well, but what I want to do is, <clears throat> and I know that the audience has heard it, I'm going to say it again to you, and I want you to talk about this with Derek, and I want you to make it clear to him okay. that this is not jive. I want you and me to give him a ride to training camp this year. That would be nice. I think that would be fantastic. Listen, if this is your heart's desire, and this it's is my heart's that desire, would make, make this entire experience better, I think that we can make it happen. What if 84 is there hitch, a hitch in his way? You know we what could I, pick him up, too. You know what what about Vontez? Let's get him all in the car. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I lose cannon a little uh, bit. But you know what? I, I have a feeling. I'm going to make an early prediction here. I don't think Antonio, maybe maybe he listens to the show. Maybe we can get him to listen, but maybe he does. I feel like he's going to try to ride a horse to Napa. Ooh. I feel like I feel like that just with the current, you know, song that's out there and then the and then being in Napa, I feel like he's going to try and take a horse. But if he doesn't, I think that us, us four. Well, he's oh. helicoptered in. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Like he comes, he tries to make an, an entrance. Right, he's got to go retro because yeah. after helicopter, what do you do? What's left There's really? No runway parachuting in. You can't. Do Ooh, that. what if he did that? That's a good one. If you're listening, AB. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the horse is kind of cool. If he I think a horse. What if would... we all rode up on four horses to now, train camp? That would be nice. That would be now. That's a move. Me, the David, four, four horsemen, Derek. Antonio, here we come, I world. Can't, I can't think of a better entrance. To and also, you're going to, you know, just as you took him uh, as he studied at your knee mm-hmm. about what it takes to be a college superstar and then the expectations of a, uh, of a pro football franchise and how to live up to that and so on and so forth. Now you're also a TV star. So are you counseling Derek on that? Uh, yes, but not really. I just... You know, what do you say? I mean, there's going to be cameras literally everywhere at every moment. Just don't be fake. Like, well, you must are going to see the real you. Like, just be normal. I know, but human beings all say, yeah, I can imagine that would be. But do you guys, have you guys sat around and talked about, like, things that you should and shouldn't say? Because that's a legitimate yeah. thing. If you And by the way, I, I, for real, Derek, this conceivably, and, you know, hopefully things break right for him and for the Raiders, and he's if, if that's his um, desire, hopefully he wears the silver and black for the rest of sure. his professional career. But as a fail-safe, does he, is, does he think, I can do myself a lot of good by 
being commanding or whatever people are looking for around the NFL, or is that not? I think the fun part, the fun part for, for Derek is you're going to, you're going to get to see, um, cause a lot of times he's just like every other quarterback. When you go in front of the media, you just give stock answers. You don't sure. really tell what's happening. He's really, he's a really good teammate and he gets along really well with, with most of his guys, even, even better than I do, but better than a lot of guys. Like he just has a way to kind of relate to everyone, like literally every person, um, so much so that even like with Richie incognito, like he's like, I want to talk to him about his relationship with Richie. He's like, it's great. I just don't know like what's going to happen next. Like, so he actually has real conversations. He thinks about like his relationships with each individual player. He's like, I'm just not sure. Like we're cool now. I'm like, well, you know what, dude, I would just, just keep it in that lane. Then don't go, don't divert outside of it. But he's like, he loves football. He's like Chris Farley. And you know, he's just, he's so much fun to be around. It's just so we'll, we'll see, but I think, the, I think the fun part is going to be is just watching Derek with his teammates. He likes to pose questions like that's the part that I think he's going to do a ton of. He'll just randomly ask one of his teammates a random question about life, like hypothetical, oh, hypothetical hell. questions. Oh, he loves what a good doing time that. we'll have on the road trip. Together he loves doing then. hypothetical yeah. questions. So he's going to you're going to get a lot out on HBO. Ooh, that's super fun. Yeah, a ton, a ton of it. Um, a scale of one to 10, yeah. because it's become a major factor, obviously with Roethlisberger, again, another thing you and I have talked about ad nauseum this off season, scale of one to 10, how much does that really matter? Gets along with everybody. Doesn't matter. It, I mean, it helps. It helps make it not weird when you sit by someone in lunch, you know, or, but it has no impact because it feels overvalued. I don't think that it makes it to difference. a gigantic degree at this point. Really, it has yeah. been so overstated how important it is that the guys in the locker room love the quarterback. I don't think that it really matters. I know I know guys that have won Super Bowls and their teammates hate them. Really? They literally told me that they couldn't stand playing with the guy. Really? You know, but they kept, they stayed there. Like they re-signed for agent. <laughs> 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 Almost. But yeah, no, that happens, you know? But if you guys, if a guy wins and he gets you the football, who cares? Wait, the Ravens all hated Flacco? I, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a you finite group Ravens. of people. Poor Joe, Joe can't, he's going to be fine. Joe's going to have a great year in Denver. So yeah, the Eagles silence. didn't really like – they they pretended they don't they, – they used Nick Foles for what he was Before worth. Super Bowl MVP. And yeah. Good riddance right to bad rubbish, Foles. We never here. liked you anyway. Is that here. what you're saying? That's what – Breaking news. Hey, he is – you are – you really have emerged as the hot taker. And even if the take isn't hot, everybody <laughs> who comes into contact with you declares you to be some variation of hot, a.k.a. handsome, oh, whatever. So you This should, didn't make this whole thing weird. That should make – that should be – your new brand the hot taker yeah. the hot hot taker yeah. no matter how cold or how tepid you can't the, make that my thought brand. is i'm still hot but you imagine if i personally made like a twitter account that said the hot hot taker no 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 yeah like, that, that would, would be wrong be ridiculous. right like kobe bryant declared himself to be the black mamba that's lame you can't give yourself a nickname but like I, willie mcginnis could just off the cuff just be like okay hey you're the hot taker let's do that <laughs> i mean you just did it so maybe you or cole wright maybe, maybe he'll do it, it. Maybe, yeah yeah, we'll see. Scott uh, Hansen? Scott wouldn't do that. No, he won't do that? He might. Hey, here's another question for you. I do want to talk about your hot take about the receivers that once okay. again has drawn <laughs> reaction. The ire. Oh, I'm just trying to get certain... start a conversation. That's all I'm trying to do. Well, you mentioned the you NFL media summit that, uh, that we went to last week, and yes. everybody's there, including Kurt Warner. And I said, hey, Kurt, I want to say – I apologize for my role in David Carr leaving you out of the 12 best QBs of the Super Bowl era. I scolded David, just so you know. What did he say? 
He kind of laughed, okay. but I don't think he's upset. Yeah, exactly. I, like, I think he was really was, mad at me. He sat right behind us. I don't think he really loved that. I don't. Th- no. I think. I think he. Uh, and that is, as no, I always say, again. He didn't. Pro like athletes are super duper competitive, and they don't yeah. like that. It's kind of cute, but it's not that cute. He smiled, but he wasn't really feeling our conversation <laughs> that we had. So, like, all right, I, you know, shame the devil. I don't I'm know if Joe Montana's heard what you said about it. That <laughs> Joe, he's not a top but my 10 only, QB. My only hope is that Joe doesn't have Twitter, Instagram, doesn't watch TV. I think that he may have. I'm just waiting for, like, the retaliation from Joe. Like, who is this guy? I want to hear about... Well, I mean, you know, that's that's exactly that's what's going to happen. And then it's the crushers. I know I keep telling you, though, I I know I'm not trying to validate it. I mean, I think Joe Montana is number two on my list of of Super Bowl era QBs. But for what it's worth, Steve Mariucci supports you. He says young over Montana and also Bill Barnwell of ESPN analytics base watches a lot of film. He said, I see where I don't agree that Montana is not top 10, but I see where cars coming from you. At least there's some, that's all I'm trying to do is just hey, you know what? Everyone's told you that Montana has been the greatest of all time. Just let me, just let me throw this out there at you. And then and then see what happens and just give some facts and then people can decide on their own. It's not an overnight, especially pre-free agency. It was not a simple matter of, well, just change the personnel or just change your defensive scheme to stop what the, what this is. It took probably a couple of years to say their tendencies are not changing. They are throwing constantly. Right. All, and you don't, you just aren't constructed in 1983. You weren't ready for it to do anything about that. Like, well, wait, we have 26 other teams in the league at this point that we're trying to match up with what are we how how much are we supposed to overall overhaul our defensive personnel to try and stop this team the ball was out the ball was out so fast on time like it was just and and he was accurate and he had the qualities that you needed to succeed in that system but it was like the nfl was just literally like what do we do here like we've just been playing man coverage for 50 years that's all we did you just you got him Go guard it. I think it's a great point, and I'll talk about this ad nauseum. I don't know if the audience is tired of it, but I enjoy the subject. And by the way, then people say, well, so for 10 years? No, not for 10 years. For about three or four years. Right. Then Jerry Rice arrived. Then Roger Craig emerged. Then you started getting better players, and then so your scheme was already greater right. than everyone else's. Then you got better players than everyone else. I mean, that's it really, a long run. Of it's very football. Patriots-y, except yeah. that the Patriots yeah, are more chameleon-like. But, right. the, but what Bill Walsh did was such a knuckler to the NFL. Yeah. They were like, wait, what? What are we yeah. supposed to do? Well, Go back of, and look at the names of the guys that were exactly. on, in yeah. that offense. Not to change the subject, but we were going through with Al River on the video presentation of mm-hmm. the officiating and all that stuff. And then all of the, like right on the borderline of illegal stuff the Patriots do. Like in the on the blocking of the field goal, how the player's foot was just and the defensive lineman had his foot way back so that the guy that was jumping over the center or the long snapper could put his foot inside it. But it was just like, I'm telling you, those guys are right on the border, man. That's why no one likes them. Do you admire it? I admire it greatly. Like I was sitting there like that's that's attention to detail that that he cares enough. Belichick to sit there with the special teams coach and say the defensive tackle on this extra point attempt needs to put his foot six inches farther back so our guy can make it over the long snapper to block the kick like who does that they do so that's why they win don't be a hater 
Um, all right, we'll get to your latest uh, hot takes um, in just a second. This one applies to the high-end wide receivers. I am curious, though, with Brady and that uh, little universe being the current subject here. Is Let me make a, an analogy for you. Okay. Remember Odell makes the catch, the one-handed catch? Yeah. And immediately, within 48 hours, <clears throat> the world swoons. We've all oh, greatest catch in regular season mm-hmm. football we've ever seen and so on and so forth. And then a lot of other high-end receivers start to say, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And you say, and, and then over, ever since that Odell catch, we've seen any number of guys make something similar. A catch James like, Conner made a catch like that out of bounds last year. Almost that's right. Better, probably better. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, a bunch of guys have done yeah. that. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it, wait, here's another analogy for you. I love Lucy. It may not, if you watch it at 2019, if, mm-hmm. uh, if if David and Darren and Derek are sitting around watching a show like, oh, stop there. Here's black and white. I love Lucy. Great and, show. Oh, you like it? I like it. Oh, okay, good. Well, that uh, that disproves what I was going to say, which oh, is a lot of cools will watch it now and be like, ah, this isn't funny. This is a weird show. Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly. That's what happens at my house because high school kids come over to my house a lot with my two boys being in high school, and then they'll put something on. They're like, oh, this is stupid. Like, yeah, well, you don't start at the 11th floor of anything. I Love right. Lucy was an important building block exactly right. that begat Mary Tyler Moore and the and, – and, uh, all in the family to some degree with that it sets up the next generation and then after that comes cheers and so on and so forth that you know you can't pluck out i love lucy odell beckham shows us the possibility Mm -hmm. of that catch and then everybody says oh oh, that's okay to do that's cool actually let's build on that and now we'll see what uh, what follows that maybe somebody doing a full somersault and then catching it after they do i've been waiting for the full flip dunk for the at the NBA, I've been, oh yeah, like I've been waiting for that. Like I mean, that's the natural progression. We had Jordan back in jumping from the free throw line in what eighty eight or whatever that was, and now I mean, it's been a long time, guys. Let's but do you something know what's else. funny about the dunk stuff is that that it felt like didn't it feel for I and I don't mean for a year or two for a decade at least it felt like all right the dunk contest has run its course there's nothing new to do with it yeah. but it does seem like in the last couple of years it's now elevated yeah. again they've now finally been able to unstall and take it to another I think level we probably thank social media for that because you got guys that um I know I heard someone bring up the other day that not to be an NBA show here but I think it might have been Paul Pierce he was saying we should invite guys from Instagram that dunk and put them against the professional Ooh. guys in the all-star game that'd be interesting right so what about the you know what what about all the the uh, legendary New York City playground stuff yeah exactly. wouldn't that be awesome right, to see those I think to see like fun. a three on three or two on two really against good. NBA stars yeah see that'd be fantastic I mean they get bullied oh, they get physically yeah. wrecked yeah, of guys, course but right? it'd be fun to watch and give those guys a chance at it but I think that you I mean with the Odell stuff I think you're right but it's also like now now we go out to these high school me and Willie were talking about this the other day we go to these seven on sevens or football camps and now everybody wants to make the Odell Beckham one-handed catch so you're losing a little bit of the fundamentals you know to make the highlight show mm-hmm. real catch so um, it's kind of I don't know if we're just old and like you know just being that man like just say, oh, this is stupid this is not how we used to play football but maybe we are but it, it is a little bit of it is like every kid wants to do one-handed catch well michael jordan was charged not with ruining Odell. fundamental basketball nobody shoots That's anymore true. none of these kids can shoot anymore yeah, was was the buzz because and michael jordan they all want to be the next uh supreme dunker like mj yeah, and then what happened kobe bryant showed up right and, but that's all he just modeled his whole game after michael jordan so i guess i guess we're just being old no I, no it's a fine point but just as as you say are you old i mean just as odell shows the possibility to his his peers and then future pass catchers is Tom Brady at 41 Super Bowl champion 
um, and you know all, all the all the deeds. I don't need to run through them here. Yeah. Is he the anomaly at forty one? Or is he a trailblazer like that? Should Drew Brees be optimistic about what awaits him over the next couple of years because he's seen what's possible because of Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Phil yeah. Rivers, Eli to a degree, I guess. I think that Tom Brady's a trailblazer. Yeah, you do. So do. now, so so you think whatever Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, whoever they can play those guys ball. are playing forty, forty one, and, and I think it's because of what he does off the field and how he takes cares take care of his body and what he does in preparation and all the things that he's doing. Like Aaron Rodgers is just literally modeling his career after what Tom Brady is doing, right? So you got one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world trying to emulate what this guy is doing, and I and it just shows what's possible. So I don't think that Tom like has any special physical ability that makes him, you know, because we talk about like we use the term freak a lot, like in NFL locker rooms, like that guy's a freak, and everyone knows what that means. Right. He's just better than everybody, right? I don't think Brady is that guy. I mean, no, he, no one describes right. him as some physical he's anomaly. Just, he's right. just taken, you know, the the resources around him and prolonged his career right so i i think that it's possible for everybody i think breeze can play a few more years i i I don't know i mean i don't know where the end of it can you play until you're 45 i mean i don't know that's crazy to me i mean warren moon was fine i don't want to diminish what other guy i mean yeah Elway won. I think he was 39 when he won the and that was like second ancient, Super Bowl. Right? I'm 39 right now. And like, he was considered decrepit. That. Well, yeah. what about that? Yes, I, w- I, I, I did want. Crazy. I was curious what you think about that. Yeah. When you see Tom Brady at 41 and, and Drew Brees and the other examples, do you think maybe I should have hung in a little I know, longer. like I was in my brain, like everyone just thinks, oh, man, you're like it's 12 years. Like, I think you're good. You, you know, could have been Josh McCown, right? Yeah, my kids were my my boys were in high school though. They were reaching the high. I did, we couldn't we couldn't go back and forth anymore. So I had to kind of at that point it was like, okay, do I jump on again and kind of nice. sit there and hang out? I'm like, my son's starting high school. He's got, we got to stay here. So I decided to stay. But yeah, you can do that stuff, and I think that it's possible. You look at how long Josh played. Like he just stopped this year, right? So I could you could still do it. And the science is out there of how to take care of your body, how to train. There's just so many ways that it's possible. I think I think more guys are going to do it. I think Brady can play until as long as he wants. He Interesting. Like he's lost. Anything. So just for the record, Josh McCown, Elway, Warren Moon was effective in the I think till about forty, but there was a, yeah. a discernible drop off. Right somewhere around there. Obviously, I think, went to. I, I think Elway could have played longer too had he had today's science and and as far as like nutrition and health and what he could have done with his body and like history forgets he was better the 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 first Super Bowl year the yeah. helicopter all that. Yeah. Nonsense. That he was not good that year for the most part, but he did bounce back in the second Super Bowl year and was much better. It's all not to get too scientific, but it's all inflammation, right? So go check it out. If you can, Hmm. if you can reduce the inflammation, like I have arthritic knees, like both my knees. I've gone in. I went in probably two or three years ago and got MRIs, all this stuff because I couldn't literally jog. Right. I'm like, what's going on here? And the doc's like, oh, you got the knees of a 70 year old because I just used them so much with lifting and training and doing all this stuff, playing multiple sports and whatever. And so as soon as I started eliminating inflammation from my body, I'm Mm -hmm. fine. I'm running. I'm running with my son on the beach. Literally, when he came down right the other day, we're running routes on the beach. I'm running full speed like I haven't done that forever. So it's you can you can reverse that stuff. I got to get to the doctor. I think he'll let me know I'm inflamed, too. You know what your problem is, Dave? You're inflamed. Inflammation, Dave. That's what I'm going to start talking about. Just that's, say, that's just say that's what that is. I got inflammation. It's inflammation. If I just ate different foods, I'd be fine. <laughs> Good. There's hope for me, even.
Um, okay. Well, you know, now that we're talking QBs, Drew Andrew Brees and what awaits his short-term future. And uh-huh. listen, there's no long-term in the NFL for Drew Brees, maybe a couple more years. Yeah. But as you know, as was, well, I'm not the first to point out from December on, he just couldn't throw the deep ball. He couldn't yeah. get it downfield well, past that. 40 yards. There is that thing. I mean, okay. So as but you- I've always been told that it's not that you don't, that we, we think like, well, he got old and his arm doesn't work. Very well anymore. Uh, not not necessarily. It said that they get scared. This is what yeah. a lot of guys have told me: is you get spooked that the idea that oh, you know, the only thing this kid he's always oh, super talented, but you know, early in his career he's going to have to get used to the traffic surrounding him when he's trying to make plays. Yeah. And what guys have told me is. No, no, you might get marginally more comfortable with the speed and size of the guys trying to belt you and everything, but you are what you are. You can't really rectify the fact that you don't like getting smacked by guys. You don't, you can't change that. And the surprising thing to me is it, but it makes sense on a human level is guys get, start to feel their mortality more and they want, they, they, even the high end guys are like, I don't want to, I don't want to get hit anymore. Look, Drew Brees is, keenly aware of the fact that if I get the ball out of my hand into someone else's hand, they can't hit me. Like he's taken 20 years to figure that out to where like, and look at Brady and the way he plays, the ball is out. Like you look at the stats for veteran quarterbacks, they are not holding on to that thing. Like you don't want those guys hitting. You don't want that headache. You don't want to wake up and not be able to really practice until Friday. Like that's crazy. Like if I just get it out of my hand, find ways to, and Sean Payton's great. Obviously what they've done in New England in their offensive scheme is fantastic about doing that. So it's not that Breeze can't throw the ball down the field. Maybe he's lost, what, 3%, 5% of his deep ball, but who cares? If it used to be 65 yards, now it's 60 yards. Like, that's not a big deal. Okay, as far as that goes, will we, I don't know how we would measure this, what numbers we would throw out to, to measure this. So do we perceive at the end of 2019 Wow, we have definitely seen the best of Drew. Or 2018 and prior, that was the better version of Drew Brees. It's a father time has caught him. Or do you think in 2019 we say, Drew Brees, the man? I, I think that that's probably more likely because Drew Brees is going to complete 75% of his passes. Like if you said he completes 75% of his passes at the end of the year, I'd say, I, I believe you. Like that's just what it's going to be. Now, I mean, is it going to be... Is it going to be what what the Saints need to win? I don't know, I, but I, I think that he's going to complete a ton of passes. So for that, whatever it's worth, if it's Dalvin Kamara and he makes some tackles, breaks some tackles, Michael Thomas, like they have the weapons and they have the system in place to where he doesn't have to hang on to the ball and make big plays down the field. Are the Patriots somehow structured to cover up what Brady can't do anymore? Yeah, they're starting to even transition into, and you look at what they did with Sony Michelle and with Gronk, that's the, that's the big X factor, right? Like as much as Gronk is in the passing game, he was a great inline right. tight end blocker. And they were going towards the I formation, old school football, like we're just going to hand it off. And I think it was to prolong how long they have Tom Brady. Like that's, we want this guy to be around for a few years. So let's gear more towards running the football and throwing it when we have to. And so we'll see if they can replace that. That's going to be hard to do. You can't just find a guy like Gronk off the street and do that. Guy who the book on him is when I have tweeted about him, people will say, Roethlisberger will hold on to the ball a long time, even though the numbers say that he gets rid of the ball pretty yeah. quickly at this point in his career. Yep. I think he ranks among the league leaders in times of, uh, in terms of uh, seconds that the ball out. is in his hand before yeah. he gets rid of it. People say Antonio Brown is not going to like how fast Derek gets rid of the ball comparatively. Is there, why is it so hard to, st- to the spatial sense of, 
what Tom Brady and Drew Brees do the best is. Yeah. Neither one of them obviously ever runs with the football. They never yeah. take off. Um, but they don't get hit very often. And that's be and not just because they know that the their internal clock get rid of the ball before anybody can get to me. They also have that sense of they take like two steps forward or two steps to the right. Yeah. To where there's space. Why is it so hard? I guess your eyes are downfield. Why why would Derek or anyone else not just watch what Tom no. Brady says and says, look how he steps up in the pocket or how he subtly slides himself away from the pressure and buys himself an extra second? For me, that's it. All instincts. And that's why I think that Brady is one of the best quarterbacks ever. I mean, aside from everything else that he has ever done, his pocket awareness and the ability to slide and avoid pressure is better than anyone that I've ever seen. And he's had it forever. He had it when he was in Michigan. He had it when he first started hmm. playing with the Patriots. He just had an innate sense of where guys are and your spatial awareness to be able to move, remain a passer, keeps good, um, good form, always stays in the right position to throw the football and then delivers an accurate ball. And he's great at it. He knows when to push the ball down the field a little bit, when to get it out immediately into someone's hands. It's just something that you just have, you know, yeah, that's not something that you can train yourself to get better at. I think with, I think what happens is he's been in that system for so long that he just, it's just so easy for him to understand where to go with the ball. I know that I guess he doesn't have to be a hundred percent lucid about what are my options downfield because he knows where everybody is. I know is. where everybody is. I he know can exactly. take a, a split second to exactly. kind of yeah. gauge his Like you'll see him a lot of times. He'll be looking one direction and then split second into the right before the pocket collapses. He'll just spin and throw a ball somewhere. And you're like, did he even know where he was throwing the ball? And then boom, right in the chest. And you're like, okay, he's done that a few thousand times, right? So that's that's what it takes too. Like so, a guy that like so like in Derek's position, right? So they'll have they'll have nice plays. They'll have good setup stuff for Antonio. And the, so he might have last year. I know last year he even said a couple times I got the ball out a little bit, probably too soon, right? But there's no way to gauge how long I can hold onto that unless you've done it a thousand times. Like, can I buy a half a second for this route? Don't know. I never really thrown to this guy before, right? Is he going to be where I want him to be? All of his receivers are new. Like literally every person that he's throwing to, Terrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Antonio Brown, like oh, Darren Waller, no one that he threw to last year. So there's going to be a little bit of that. But you know what, I, what I've seen from them is they're moving Antonio around a lot. Like they got some, they got some weapons to play with. It's going to be fun, but it's not going to be, no one will be where Brady or Sean Payton or Drew Brees and all these guys. They're just not going to be there. It's going to take a long time. Um, all right, let's get into your list here. That's interesting stuff. And listen, as the season approaches, I just like hearing your thoughts about individual guys who, mm-hmm. you know, QB or otherwise are X factor guys. You yeah. know, I, the guy who I keep going back to in the NFC East, the guy, I mean, obviously if Carson Wentz has what we would consider to be a high end QB season, the Eagles should likely win that division. Mm-hmm. Bar, I'm barring some unforeseen injury that takes out a, uh, yep. a, a major Jenga piece. Otherwise from that roster, if Carson Wentz, is like, wow, see, that's why they paid him that money. I think we can, if, if somebody could just show me that headline yeah. in December, see, this is the season that everybody wanted from Carson Wentz, then I'll know that they will have won the division. Yeah. I also think that if Evan Ingram, right, I know that's a random guy to, yeah, no, you like know, glorified um, tight end, he's a wide receiver, really, Evan, if he plays well, I think the Giants could absolutely be good if Carson so. Wentz struggles with pressure and otherwise. And I, so I'm fascinated by those conversations. I think also in the NFC East, an easy one is Dak Prescott. Yeah. I think he thrives with Kellen Moore. You think so? 
here's the only thing I get nervous about. And we're talking about that actually later on our show today. And hmm. this is the only th- concern I have is guys do what they've always done. Right. And that's stupid saying, but like Kellen Moore. No, it's not. I think, I think it's, you know, I'm trying to think of any you included in this. It's a crazy bit of humanity and but not, not the good part mm-hmm. of what happens that, uh, with so many offensive coordinators that their ego, it's yeah. always all oh, the ego of the quarterback and everything else, but it's the offensive coordinators egos. Like I've got the system like, yeah, but it doesn't right. suit the QB. What are you doing? Make right. it do what he does. Well, what right. are you doing? Trying to change how, how he plays. That's why I, I, the only reason I get a little concerned is Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator. His whole NFL career was Scott Lanahan, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he knows. And so he's going to implement that system was Scott Lanahan system that good for Dak? I don't know. Like, there's probably Matt Nagy's system is probably a lot better for Dak Prescott, right? So, can he implement some of that stuff? Because we don't really know what Kellen's going to do yet. We have an idea, like what we talked about. He's going to do what he's always done, but he hasn't really done it yet. So we don't know. He's got hope still. So I think I think just Dak is, is going to thrive because. Travis Frederick's going to be back. Their offensive line's going to be geared up. Zeke will be the guy. That's where the offense is. And then the one-on-ones will just naturally take place as a product of a, an extra guy having to come down. Another body has to come down. We got to stop Zeke. Can't give up six yards of touch, right? Then you get one-on-one situations. Then Amari thrives. And the handsome Dave's offensive philosophy explodes. Crying. A lot of RPO. Oh, my goodness. Let four run RPO, at the edge. the play action, the bootleg. Then play it's action. Just- it's in. It's endless. You know what? It's Kellen endless. Moore. I'm. You know, if it go, doesn't go well, if it goes south for him, mm-hmm. Jer. The answer is David Carr. Let him run this offense. He'll make. Uh, he'll I make would. Uh, Dak thrive. Right. I would, if my children would allow me the twenty three hours a day I would need to do that, I would love to. All right. One more QB to talk about then, because you brought him up there. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah, I think so. Good enough. I think win so. the division to make some hay in January and so on. Yeah, I, I've talked to so I, I'm just full disclosure, good friends with the quarterback coach in Chicago. He was my backup quarterback in Houston. Dave Ragone is there, and oh, I remember Dave Ragone. He loves Louisville. Mitch, he loves Mitch Mitchell or Mitch Trubisky. Loves him. He thinks he's a great player. So really? I, I think he he said he, he does he does something every day in practice that you're like, wow, he's he's a much better athlete than I expected him to be. And then he's a lot more accurate than I expected him to be. And he's a moose of a guy and he's, yeah, he's fast. a big guy and he can move. And uh, it, th- when he came out and was drafted by Chicago, talking about Matt Nagy, who I love, and obviously he's clearly one of my top five coordinators. He he's perfect for that system. Like he, he's like what Alex Smith <clears throat> was in Kansas City when Andy Reid and Nagy were there. But I think he's more athletic even than Alex, and I think he has a bigger arm than Alex. Uh, he just has he just has more of what Alex has, but he's the same type of player. Um, hmm. So I think that I think they could be fantastic with him. And then with that defense, I mean, they're going to get so many more opportunities. I know, but that, well, because it's funny, he is to me a guy who you know Dak's getting a You're lot not of sold attention. On him. You're not sold on him. I'm not sold I on him. It looks it. like this because I think he really benefits from Nagy's script. There, oh, 100%. There are a lot of there are a lot of games in 2018 that you can go back and look at and say, wow. Well, I'll say this to you. Trubisky's point. putting up some big numbers. And it's if you go back and look at it, it's the first couple of series. They would jump teams. Sometimes. I, I'm with you. So to your point, if if Mitchell Trubisky was in a regular pro style offense that maybe say an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady mm. or someone. I don't think that he would have near the success. Not near. He would be he would be less of an Andy Dalton. Ooh, let's do sometime. That would be a fun list to do with David Carr, the patron saint of this, in my opinion, in the 21st century. Of because I think 
you, as we've talked about, you like the physical talent guys like yeah, yourself and you vibe to those and you think they didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. Not that you belly ached about that. No, but it's direct. natural for, yeah, for me to feel that way. We should yeah. make our list of if that guy had been on a different team, well, that'd be fun. How good would he have been? This guy should have been a star and then start trading them for guys that are like, oh, yeah, he well, I mean, I guess the patron saint, as far as you're concerned, is Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. By far, in the I, West Coast. Oh, like, could, oh, well, yeah, I could anybody, a lot of guys could have done if that. If you played like celebrity matchmaker or quarterback matchmaker with me, I could pair quarterbacks with offensive coordinators. The world would be oh, a better Oh, let's do that. That'll be a fun thing to the do NFL in the coming be, days. The NFL would be <coughs> incredibly popular. A couple things Not quickly then. Already. Daniel Jones okay. booed at the Yankees game. All Mets Did fans. you feel for him? They're Mets fans. Or they were Jets fans. I mean, they were they were just they weren't. I don't real. think that math checks out. Spaghetti. Well, okay, you're a New look, Yorker. Yeah. I don't think Yankee Spaghetti. fans have a lot of. Uh, okay, maybe not. Mets. That's the same people, yeah. right? Jets. Were the not Jets. Jets. They're, they're not Jets people at Yankee Stadium. J- yeah, Jets fans. Do Jets go to the? Not all. I mean, no. Jets fan? Huh? Not all Jets fans are strictly Mets fans. It could but be the vast uh, yeah, majority. That's not, they don't go together. Do the Venn diagram of Jets and Mets has a heavy intersection. I know. And Giants Yankees has a heavy intersection. I think you know better than I do. I think that's just more of like an urban legend. I think it's you there. We go. That's why you could hear. you could switch it either way. I my two of my best friends are both Jets and Yankees fans. Really? Dan Hans is Jets and Yankees what? fan. Eddie, yeah, why do you true. think he was booed? I think Giants fans just wanted they, – yeah. they just don't – I think Giants fans are kind of like you had four or five guys last year who were bigger names. They don't really know. Daniel Jones they did not watch Duke. Yeah, and then yeah. you go take yeah, a guy sure. who's uh, lesser known, they haven't seen on TV. They think, why are you taking him? When they you were have, booing like, the pick. Only, they were booing Gettleman. I think so. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's it's what I, that's it's what fan vanity. It's vanity. <laughs> It's vanity. People, that's right, especially right. now. Yeah, you're right. It all start again, just like you said about uh, some of the highlight stuff. Jets fans, the, the thing took on a life of its own, that whoever the Jets or Eagles took, their fans would boo yeah. And then they got popular for doing that. And so That's they were true. they were told by the media, this is awesome when you do You this. have to boo the pick. And I also think still, after he's on your team, even in the yeah. northeast metropolises, they're still provincial, more provincial about their teams than people are out here on the yeah, West no Coast. Doubt. And so they feel like right or wrong and to the, to the detriment very often of players. This thing I always say this thing about like hey, Ed, uh, what was his name? Ed Whitson, right? The uh, the pitcher who came out, Ed Whitson, yeah, who came out from the Padres to a big deal at the time to pitch for the Yankees, and he flamed out, and he cited, he's one of the more prominent guys, who cited, I don't like it here. I don't like getting booed and all the really? negative stuff in the press and everything. It's intense. And then, and then New York people and Philadelphia people are like, <laughs> Not, not for everybody. Like, not, you, know, you like scaring out good players? That's not good. Why do you want that? That's yeah, that should not be. No, we, yeah, we created a monster. Because people, because New Yorkers love to, like, if I can make it there, make it anywhere, all that jive. It's like, all right, good for you. <laughs> Maybe you got rid of people that you so, should have kept so around who could have delivered a so title. You're team. saying that you think that New York fans would be happy if Daniel Jones flames out? No, no. I, well, no. But a little I, bit? I think they like to make an impact on yeah, that. I and they like to, they, they yeah, will, okay. they look forward to the day. I, spaghetti, you they were explained just fr- it. They were frustration booths. Yeah, that, I think so. Whole no, but you like, stuff, but Spaghetti, saga, you love, you love the idea of one day about two, five years from now, getting to give him like doing the, like the slow clap for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones gets you over the hump. Like, 
I think I would enjoy that too. I'm all on the. Um, yeah. I'm all on the Harder respect. I'm with, I'm with. I am with. I. I think Daniel's. Gonna People be are fine. crushing it lately. So they, the Twitter and, and the like, media. What's he gone, doing wrong? He's exactly. just been Eli. Basically. Exactly. He's but just been Eli. Manning. People have gone so far one way about like he's going to stink. They're they're against him that I'm all on his. I love right that now. Spaghetti's yeah. made his peace with Daniel Jones. Literally at the draft. Oh really? He was unhappy, uh, and then uh, 40 minutes later. We summoned Daniel Jones into our little, <laughs> our little uh, interview space, and the I and I had them glad hand with each other. Oh, that's great! You see, him, you see him there. He's he's happy. He just got drafted by uh, you know one of yeah, the biggest sure, franchises. It's his life's and dream and, and, to and be and where he is. I'm like, oh, this is actually a kid, and he. I like, he why am I going to root against? Exactly. Of so. course, that's the case. People yeah. are weirdos who boo people. Yeah. Who have done it. I don't. I wish our team had taken somebody up. Boo! Right. That no. poor 21 year old. His dreams are coming true. And Daniel's going to be a good player. Now it's another thing when there are no sacred cows and highly paid superstars in pro football count as sacred cows and david carr shows them no respect whatsoever <laughs> the latest hot take from the hot taker david carr was his top five receivers i'll run through them in case you missed yes, it please. number one antonio brown, antonio brown. julio jones okay so far that's hard to debate yes, that thank you you might put some other guys in but okay those would probably be based on the last half decade uh-huh. Odell Beckham, all right. Yeah, no, he was a. It was right here. It's where it starts getting gray for me. I had some. There was I think you're eight. swooning over star power and not production. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. Although Odell Beckham has no been zone. super productive, but the other thing that people have ignored because now I'm going too far the other <laughs> way. Oh, he's a star and all that kind of stuff. Don't get distracted. When he's on the field, he's he he was on a historical it's pace. Pretty difficult to okay, cover. but go ahead. Okay, he's yes. pretty difficult to cover. So this is where the list is difficult okay. because all of these guys are great receivers, and then that's what they do here, right? They try and they say, Dave, I need you to pick five guys. I'm like, there's eight guys that I want to put on this list. Like, no, we only got room for five. Well, that's then fair. they'll say, no, you only got room for four. Because they know that they want it to be, right? That's great. I love it. It's It causes conversation. But Odell is on the list. He made the final cut. Okay. Devontae Adams at number four. I know. Here comes the eyebrows. Maybe everyone. the best receiver in Aaron Jones' story, Aaron Rodgers' storied career. I agree. And he's incredible off the line of scrimmage. The guy has mad ability. And he's, you look at the numbers and what he's done production-wise. Last couple of years. Last couple of years has been pretty Had good. the dropsies before that, but yes. Yeah, he worked through that, though. You know, you know catching the football is a, it's a, it's a skill. And your wildest one, and this is going to upset the Texans fans really and the is. Saints fans, you have yeah. A.J. Green. A.J. Green is the Kevin Durant of the NFL. Meaning what? Meaning that just because A.J. Green is on your team, you can win four games. He is worth four games instantly, right? And that's usually about what Cincinnati's going to – I mean, that's probably where Cincinnati's going to be swimming, right? But if he was playing for the Patriots, he'd have 2,000 yards. Without A.J. Green, they'd be 0-16? Oh, 0-16. Oh, yeah, 0-16. Oh, so, really, so A.J. Green, in terms of – I just mean raw physical gifts. I mean, as a football player and what he does for 60 minutes on Sundays. Yeah. You're, Basically, the way I take that is AJ Green is AJ Green like is one, one notch one notch below JJ or uh, Julio. Really? Yeah. So okay. So the, the only guys who are better football players, yeah, are Julio Jones and Antonio. I Brown. think so. Yeah. What do you say to the what's wh- I, I, you're okay, not so diminishing comes, the, uh, right? anybody else? No, you're not diminishing and other guys because those this. are five great. Yeah, receivers. and I even said this on the show, which no one cares to watch the clips. They just want to click on it, right? So, but but Hopkins and Michael Thomas are fantastic football players that have been blessed with tremendous catch radius. Hopkins doesn't he didn't drop a pass. He had not one drop last year. Like he's a great player. But he didn't make the top five, and so people freak out. But Hopkins is an incredibly good player. But him, him, Michael Thomas and, and Hopkins, when you watch them play, they look the same, right? They're big physical guys that can catch the ball anywhere you throw it to them. 
but I don't know physically if they're better than any of the guys that I put at, you know, top. Well, five, Michael so. Thomas is one case, but the, but the thing about Nuke, the reason it's surprising is, is because the narrative around him, at least yeah. whether it's true or not, is another matter is that he is the most QB proof, put he him, is. put anybody out there and he will be productive. Well, and he, he has is. been, in yeah, and he has been Tom crazy Savage productive. and otherwise, but he also, he doesn't have, um, he, I mean, he doesn't have, he has a huge catch radius. He doesn't have the explosiveness that some of these guys have, but he doesn't have to. Because if you just throw it to me in my area, I'm going to make a play on it. So that's why he's quarterback friendly is because even if he's covered, he's open, right? So that's, I, I mean, I could put it. So in full disclosure, here it is, ready? My first list that I wrote down in the meeting room, Hopkins was number three on my list. Hmm. Then I went to my Jedi Council of Trusted Advisors. Your blue that, ribbon panel. Blue ribbon panel that I keep on my phone just for these occasions. And I started. Who's I, in this blue ribbon panel? And why am I not? There on? are current. Well, you. Oh, they're current NFLers. You, current NFL football players and is the 70% of them. And then the rest are ex-players or family and friends. Consigliere. Can I yeah. do that? The first Jewish consul year. I think that I would. Let me think about. Yeah, I think that you might be in. Oh, good. I'm gonna put you. In. I look forward to that. This will be fun. So, but it's a it's a so it's a conversation that happened for the next three hours, right? And we the lists were thrown up and torn down and thrown up and somewhere along the way Hopkins got got removed and AJ Green was a strong AJ Green was number one and two That's on surprising. some lists. Yeah, I love hearing the yeah. the collective. And these are respect. defenders also. There's yeah. defenders um, in this group as well. Like Ooh. that's how I like to go because I don't want to just have offensive guys. So I want to have guys that have to cover these guys. Oh, I so. look forward to making contributions in future uh, group text messages. It'll be fun. I also look forward to driving to training camp with uh, possibly mounting a horse with the car family. Oh, yeah, four. that's right. Oh, yeah. The four horsemen Maybe. of the we'll East Bay. We'll see if we can talk these guys into it. I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to talking to the great David Carr, the number one hot, hot taker in uh, pro football. Excellent stuff. See, that's what the DDFP is all about. See, that was fun. That was fun. Good times. Good rangy conversation yep. about pigskin and the game of life. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you later in the week. In the meantime, for David Carr and Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.